Welcome to TA1. Everything you wanted to know about adventure racing and then some. Sunday night edition. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson. Julie Dog here. Being a little weird because there's some thunder. She's not bad about it, but uh, she kind of wants a little, uh, anyway, little, uh, I'm not sure what she wants, but we're not playing that game, so, you know, we don't want no thunder afraid dogs. Anyway, um, let me get this one out. Did last week uh, with Ahmad. It was uh, definitely not what I thought it might be. Um, very, very cool um, episode, though. So I think you will enjoy it. I spent a good chunk of last week up at Sturgis at the motorcycle rally, shooting a lot of pictures of the bikes. If you want to see them, just go to my Facebook page and geek out all you want. So um, anyway, we're going to get this one up so you got something for your Monday morning. And uh, got a couple of more really, actually, Nordic Island-centric episodes. The plan is to get them out before I leave for Iceland in 10 days, so... And spread them out a little bit. So we'll see how that works. So you'll either have a couple of coming up pretty quick, or you'll have to wait till I get back. Anyway, um, go fast, take chances. Thanks for listening. Be safe. Peace out. Enjoy the thunder and lightning. All right. Bye. I'm here. Are you here? Yep. Okay. I think it's all working. I had so many. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Well, you know, so of course I'm on my laptop, so I've got like six screens open in trying to figure it out, you know, so, um, apparently, it's always, yeah, challenging with technology. Yeah. So apparently Facebook, and it's never done this before, um, didn't recognize my microphone. Oh, all right. Oh, that's why. Yeah. So it was me, not you. Oh, perfect. Because I did the test, actually. You know, I called someone else, and he heard me very clearly, and I said, okay, great, it's not my problem. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and then I would I would record in GarageBand and was picking up my my uh, my voice. So, well, you learn something. Oh. And, then, and then when I said oh, yeah. I wasn't recording, I was still in Skype and had to go back. Yay, how are you? <laughs> I hope it's not midnight now. I'm very good. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's eight, it's it's eight thirty now. Yeah, it's 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 all right. It's all right. How are you, Randy? I am good. Um, so Excellent. Where are you at? I'm at Kuwait now. Okay. So yeah, I'm in Kuwait. Uh, this is my hometown. Uh, I've been living there for almost thirty-seven uh, thirty-seven years. <laughs> wow. All right. So yeah, I did I did a little work looking this morning and i got about a zillion questions and i hope we get to adventure racing <laughs> oh yes 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 yeah yeah I, I i know this is strange for you you know you speak to someone from the middle east specifically from kuwait well it is <laughs> this and morning, I'm, very, town. I'm i'm uh, extremely excited to talk to you so uh, thank you i saw you said in 1999 there were five bicyclists in kuwait Oh, oh, you did your research. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, is that, yeah, that's is that true. really true? Right. Yes, that's definitely true. So, so, 
what how did you become a bicyclist okay uh, so it's a long story if you want me to start with this i yeah. can for sure um because yeah um I mean, here's the you thing. know I, I don't care what other people yeah. think i want to know <laughs> oh <laughs> Okay, so, um, uh, you know, just give you a quick background about Kuwait. You know, Kuwait is a small country in the Middle East. Uh, we're about, uh, at that time, we're about uh, 3 million people in, in, in the country. Um, and, of course, sedentary lifestyle, obesity um, uh, is, is like crazy number. You know, the percentage is really, really high. It's among the top 10 in the world. Um, and... Um, <clears throat> And of course, because you know, Kuwait is a, is a, even it's a hot country. You know, in, in summer, you know, you cannot do anything outside. You know, it's around 50, 55 Celsius, which are around, I think 120, 130 Fahrenheit, which yeah. is really it's it's hot. So, and you know, the, the education level of uh, physical education is not that important. So everyone is relying on um, you know. Uh, transportation using cars, you know, uh, um, you know, everywhere you go to AC conditioned. Anyway. So, so we're not really, you know, exposed to physical activity and outdoor activities specifically. So I was affected by that. Uh, actually, you know, I was an obese uh, kid at that time. I was over 104 kgs, which is, I don't know what's in pound, but it's, it's a lot. That's big. And I used to smoke and I, I, yeah, you know, I did all the bad stuff back then, you know, when I was like maybe 18 uh, years old. So I, um, I had a depression uh, because, you know, I, I didn't really, really didn't, I didn't really know what to do and uh, what's my plans or whatever. So the first thing I started, I said, you know, let me just get into sports. Of course, you know, just like a fun sports. And I started with cycling back then. I'm just trying to make it quick. Um, uh, so I started with cycling. I got, to, you know, hooked with, with the bikes, you know, I really liked it. So I've been cycling almost every day. I lost a lot of weight. And we were like just a few, few bunch of guys, you know, we are three or four people, you know, where we do cycling around like, you know, not that much, but, you know, maybe 30, 40 k kilometers per day. I lost a lot of weight. I gained confidence. You know, I felt like I felt good. And I felt like, you know, sports really, you know, gave me a direction, gave me motivation, increased my self-esteem. And I got like, really, I loved the, uh, uh, the sport. A uh, couple of years later, you know, I've traveled couple of countries I've done a couple of like amateur races and I get more confident in myself as well so I said you know let's get let's go back and I opened um, I started my own bicycle store at that time in 2003 uh, of course it was the worst decision ever <laughs> because there's no market for it you know what I mean and and you know and all all the bikes in the market you know you can find the Chinese ones like you know the hundred the hundred dollars bikes which is like really the crappy ones and I brought like a, you know, Trek bikes, which is, you know, high-end brand comparing to what's, what's available. And for like two, three years, I didn't sell anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you know, selling small stuff here and there. But, you know, I was like really believing in, in you know, developing the sport and these kind of stuff. So we really worked hard, me and my partner, to promote the sport in Kuwait. Uh, we did, you know, a couple of bike rides. Uh, we motivated people to adopt healthy lifestyle, um, and um, and um, uh, and yeah, I mean, and since that time, you know, we, we we succeeded in that part, and we did a really good job in terms of uh, 
uh, developing the sport. And yeah, now we have, you know, we're selling more than 1,000 bikes a year. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, so, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. So why, what was it within you that kept you going and in, in, in trying to do this when you were, you know, when it kind of probably looked like you made a really dumb decision? to sell bikes and, and sports? Yeah, you know, I, it's, it's simply, you know, I, I, you know, sports really changed my life, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, and I know the health problems and all the other issues um, uh, in Kuwait. So uh, if sports changed my life, so I was 100% sure, 100% sure it can change people, people's life as well from that aspect. Yeah. That's so this was purely this was purely the motivation because I've tested and I know you know uh, it can really happen and this was purely the motivation. It wasn't the business, you know. I didn't come from a business background, um, uh, and it's just a belief. And of course, you know, this is this is a fact, you know, uh, everywhere in the world. But in so we wanted to be the this is the motivation of doing what we're doing now. Yeah, very cool. So then. Yeah. So you went went to school for yes sports management is that right exactly so uh, after I started the business you know and we we I got into the event management uh, for a couple of years and um, uh, you know the the idea was you know we believe that you know doing events can get people more into the sport so we did a couple of small events here and there with few people actually registering here and there. But it was like there is a motivation for them to to practice sports, um, and then after that, you know, I said, you know, I think I need to gain more a professional education and an experience in that. So I used to work in, at a bank at that time. Um, I resigned and I took a loan and maybe traveled to Switzerland. I've done my master's studies in one of the top schools in sports management in, in Lausanne. And of course, this was like the the beginning of uh, my professional uh, career, let's say. Wow, that's, that's yeah, pretty cool. So, what um, what does the average person not know about sports management? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. What 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 do you what do you learn in school about? Because I'm a I I don't understand management. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, uh, you know, actually, you know, the, the, the main thing, you know, was actually, you know, the case studies we've done. And actually, the main thing I've learned from my experience in Switzerland, you know, was volunteering in sporting events almost every weekend. Mm. So I used to volunteer, you know, of course, you know, the the academic background, it's good, but, you know, to explain to get you exposed to different areas like, you know, finance, like um, um, uh, sports law and, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, sports medicine, you know, all these, you know, they, they're trying to, uh, they try to give us the experience as to become a sports manager, you know, you need to, to be aware of couple uh, in certain areas in general. But of course, in, in a year and a half program, you cannot be expert in that. But the expertise comes, you know, through, I, I get my expertise really, you know, through, volunteering in different uh, sporting events, whether it's a professional sporting event or amateur. This is where I really gained the experience. I, I brought all that experiences back uh, to Kuwait. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah. makes sense. So what, um, yeah. what, what's the difference between, uh, ma- how do I want to put this? 
Yeah. What does what do you bring as a manager to make a good event? Is it um, I I'm guessing it's probably the people you get, but what is the secret? Yeah, the, the challenge. The ch- actually the secret, and I think we did a really good job at you know because um, when I came back with, with the idea was you know my graduation project was you know to establish a sports management company which is now established. It's been now exactly uh, 12 years since I graduated in 2007. Um, uh, so um, um, since you know zero interest in sports in Kuwait and you know it's very difficult to start a market where people are not interested so we need to create the market Mm -hmm. so when we started our events we we never thought of making money in the beginning we we only thought of one thing to produce a high quality event with the best experience ever why because for 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 a newbie if he started something that he's not interested in and it hits his or her experience wasn't great, then they will never do it again. So what we always say, you know, like we need to produce a high quality event with the best experience. We want the people who participated to have a great time in the event because if they have a great time, then they definitely, you know, the word of mouth gonna spread their experience. They want to do it again, and this is the challenge. But if we do a low quality event with the bad experience. Already they don't like sport. Then they're going to hate it more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's, this is the tricky part. And because, you know, because I'm local and I know how people think, you know, whether or not it's my, my, you know, my family or, you know, my relatives or whatever, I know that they're not into sports. So to, to really to get them out there and doing whatever kind of activity, it's not easy. Yeah. So, so this, this was the challenge. And I'm really proud, you know, like once we started officially in 2010 doing like a couple of events you know we had around maybe we did a couple of events maybe two three events a year and with maybe 1000 people 700 people with the total of the three events last year we had over 38000 participants only in Kuwait wow that's i mean i was yeah, looking at some you, of the events and it's it's yeah those are big events yeah now we have event with 7 8000 people participating in it Huh. So, which is, which is really, which is really great. Yeah. So is there, yeah. um, here, I'm going to, I'm going to, here's my ignorance. Is there something that you do at an event or some sort of swag or something that really resonates with the Kuwaitis? Uh, can you explain a little bit more about, uh, about your question? Please? Um, is there so some- to understand it? Is there something like you give away at an event or that that the people really like or is it just the whole experience that they like do you know um, I'm just trying I'm just trying to figure out how the hell you I mean, get you know, we, we, 38,000 we, we, you know I've, yeah actually as I said you know the, the, the experience and actually we figure out later on you know people are really willing to do something outdoor you know they they, they just want to have the the opportunity, let's say, you know, they, they, they didn't mind actually when they see other people, you know, going through an, an, a great experience with outdoors. And this is really great. It's affecting, you know, the whole um, economical cycle. And, you know, now we have lots of, you know, gyms. We have lots of healthy restaurants. We have, it's become like an industry really, you know, like mm. uh, uh, I can say from 2010 till now, it's, it's, it's really 
booming. And I think, you know, we are not even 20% of the potential of, of the market. It's, it's, it's going crazy. As I told you, you know, for two years, we didn't sell, um, um, for two years, I didn't sell one helmet for a bike because they think it's not important. It's not, it's only a bike. You don't need a helmet for it. It's only for a motorbike, <laughs> you know? And now every bike we sell, you know, they, they buy the helmet before that. So the education level was high. The awareness level was high. So this is what all, you know, helps together. That's kind of amazing. How, um, this may be hard for you to say, but how influential do you think you and your group have been in in changing your country's perception of sports? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult to say, you know, uh, you know, um, personally you know but we are really recognized in the in the in you know what we did is really appreciated from from the community you know um, uh, we've been actually featured in many you know newspapers you know local magazines uh, uh, interviews in in, 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 in radio stations uh, TVs uh, actually this is what really for us it's like you know we, we, we build a legacy we cannot say that but people perceive it as this you know when they say the movement of sport is is started from this group you know who really worked hard in the beginning introduced multiple sports like cycling triathlon endurance sports um, uh, even motorsports uh, uh, we do a couple of other events in motorsports as well so yeah it's uh, yeah. It, it's very cool i mean it it must feel good to uh know that you're making a difference like that Oh yes, you know, only you know, you know. Of course, you know, the, the past two years were really, I'm really grateful because, you know, it's always you know good to have appreciation. It's always good to to have motivation to do something. But it's always good also to to grow as a business and you know you you start getting money yeah. in order to 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 develop, which is really great. And the past two years was very successful for us, honestly speaking, financial point of view. And of course, the main thing for me, you know, like. Uh, of course, it's important to have the financial aspect, but but as I said, you know the legacy and 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 the impact. When I see my five years, my five year old kid, you know now he participates in, in six seven events a year, and he's really into sports. He like his he love his, his bike, or whatever. This is for me what you know value as much, if not more, than than the the, the monetary value actually. Yeah. So this is what we really. Uh, excited about and we keep pushing and doing more of what we do uh, and, and keeps us really motivated. That's very cool. Is there, mm. so what, what kind, I mean, you do cycling and triathlons. What other events do you do locally? Okay. Um, yeah, we do um, uh, cycling, running. Uh, we do obstacle races. Uh, we do CrossFit competitions. Uh, we've done uh, um, uh, motorsport like we do endurance 24 hours karting race mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, what we've done mm, I don't know. Uh, we've done that's, that's, that's mainly our domain um, uh, that's mainly our domain and, but uh, we've done trail not a trail it's a desert run <laughs> you can say <laughs> desert run um, this is in Kuwait we've done a couple of events in in UAE, we've done in Oman, uh, Bahrain, uh, and this year in Qatar as well. So we, we've done also a couple of events outside of, of our uh, borders. Oh, very, very yeah. cool. So, um, yeah. all right, 
just before we get into adventure racing and this is just because yes this one's just for me but yeah <laughs> if you ever need an extra media guy to come shoot the 24-hour karting races i was looking at yeah that and it's like god that looks like it's really cool <laughs> yeah it is really cool you know it's been now seven eight years doing that we started from a parking lot yeah. we you know today in the morning we were talking about it i used to collect 5,000 tires you know to create a track wow <laughs> Because because we don't we didn't have a tr a track uh, to to do this race and you know imagine we paint every single tire and it's like was a nightmare and now we have a world class facility w with with like a certified FIA facility we have Formula One track certified karting race CIK certified um, motocross autocross uh, uh, drag race it's a beautiful facility so it's really. This is the impact also of influencing, of starting something, and you know, you create the interest, and they, you know, the people will lobby and push the government to do something really on a world class. Wow, very cool. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So. Yeah. So yeah, you're welcome. You know, I'm sure you know you and anyone hearing, you know, you're welcome to 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 join any of our events in the future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna do those events. They sound hard, but I want to come. I want to come see the karting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Consider it done. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So we should probably talk about adventure. Oh, no, I have, before we get into adventure racing, sort of. What, um, how do you, dumb question, how do you ride when it's like 40 degrees Celsius? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, this is the main question everyone asks me. You know, um, you know, the, the beautiful thing about the human body really adapts. Yeah. Of course, not very quickly, but, you know, for me, you know, I can run even if it's, if it's uh, 40 Celsius, of course, not during the day. Yeah. But uh, if it's, uh, you know, after the sunset, you know, I can run with 43 degrees Celsius as well, you know. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we, we adapt, you know, we just need to have extra water with us <laughs> and 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 I think we're, we're, we're good you know um, so we get used to it you know we ride early in the morning normally you know we ride at 3 30 4 a.m so oh. and we we finish at let's say 7 38 which is acceptable mm -hmm. um, and we do sometimes you know long runs or whatever you know after 7 8 p.m. Yeah. Uh, or even later sometimes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, like you, 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 you will find the solution actually. <laughs> That's the way it goes, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I and I will say, in my day, which was a long time ago, I the hotter yeah. the better for me. I'm I've always been that way. So, but yeah, uh, exactly. You know, even even more. <laughs> you know, like you know, when I was in Switzerland, you know, the first. The first couple of days, you know, when 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 winter starts and starts snowing, I was like, you know, I cannot do anything outside. But with the time, you get get used to it, and you know, you you go for a run, and you just choose the right time and the right gear, the right equipment. I mean, you know, you you're you're go it's a mindset, I guess. Yeah, uh, it totally yeah. is. So yeah. Okay, how? Here's the big question: How do you become get into this weird adventure racing sport? <laughs> Um, um, as I told you, you know, I, you know, I, I think I'm obsessed with endurance sports. Mm -hmm. um, 
Um, uh, I started, of course, with the triathlon in the beginning. Um, I've done a couple of triathlon uh, Olympic distance. Then I saw this crazy Ironman thing back in 2006. And I said, like, this is it's impossible to do such thing with the distances or whatever. So I said, you know, let's give it a try. I've, I've done my first Ironman in, in Frankfurt back in 2006, which was a quite long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like, okay, it was, of course, it's, it's challenging, but it wasn't as expected when, when I prepared for it or whatever. So I wanted to try something new. <clears throat> Um, and one one of the one one of the things you know you know I, I always have a dream like you know I really wanted to travel around the world. So one day you know I have a big um, uh, map on on my wall, and I was looking at the map and I said I want to be in a place where no one is looking at in the map right now. <laughs> so so I was looking at the map and I said where is the location where you know I'm I'm not spotting because it's not interesting. So I was looking and I saw a spot where is the Sahara Desert in Morocco. And I was like looking, you know, there's nothing there. So I'm sure no one is looking at that part. So I start researching what's in there. And I saw the Marathon de Sable uh, in 2007 or 8. And I said, I want to go to that race. So this is how it started. I went uh, with my first multiple multi-stage event. It was Marathon de Sable. And I really like the experience, you know, it's a multiple day, different challenges, it's a, it's a, it's a food race, of course, mm-hmm. it's a different experience. Uh, I've done it, I've, it was a blast, you know, I had lots of fun, and then I've done my, you know, uh, similar, but it's, I've done the um, uh, Cape Epic, eh? uh, multi-stage uh, m- mountain bike race with, with, with zero experience in mountain biking, <laughs> which was wrong. <laughs> But I finished with a good time, or I was I was also shocked. So I said, okay, what's the challenge? I always since that time I I'm been looking to adventure racing, but the problem is you know it's a completely different game in terms of getting the team navigation, and it's a whole different dynamics. I tried my best to put in a team uh, from my 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 hometown, but it was kind of impossible. I tried a couple of times. And I couldn't. So I, then I found, uh, I spoke to one of the organizers in one of the races, and I told them, you know, really, you know, I'm, I'm keen to do such race, but I don't have a team. They hooked me up with uh, with the guy who really, uh, he, he's, he's a big helper. He's called Trevor Mullins mm-hmm. from Australia. He's an amazing guy, you know, and he really called me right away, and he was, like, asking a couple of questions or whatever. So he put me in a team for XPD uh, Australia, I think 2015, uh, Townsville, and this was the start. After this, you know, I said, you know, my personal vacation, yearly personal vacation will be an adventure race. And that's really the case. Since that time, every year I do one race. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I've had Trevor on the podcast. He's, he's been a gateway to a lot of people. Yes, true. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. I think he, I can say he's he's one of the godfathers of adventure racing. <laughs> he's really he he loved uh, adventure racing. He was a big help as well. Uh, it's 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 really it's uh, he's he was a great guy. Yeah. So you go to your first XPD in 2015. What um, what were your expectations and and what met those and what was different about that race? Uh, it, it, 
it was a shock for me. You know, it, it was 700 kilometers, you know, with zero experience in, 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 in such race. And uh, the shock was mental more than physical for, for that specific race, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember clearly, you know, at that time I was a good runner. I was a, a, you know, a good cyclist. Of course, I'm, I'm not a good paddler. But I remember, you know, when we hit, the first uh, trek in, in 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 an island, um, it was 35 kilometers, and I said, you know, 35 kilometers. I'm sure we can finish it in eight eight hours, ten hours maybe. Mm-hmm. And literally was, you know, 35 kilometers of steering <laughs> and jump, you know, and hopping from rocks one to another. And I never hopped on a rock. <laughs> And I was like really, really afraid with a team that I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, we just met a couple of days ago and and I was really scared, you know. And y- you always feel like, you know, that you are the strong guy who had different experiences. You cannot say, you know, I'm scared. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I came from the desert, you know, and, <laughs> and I was struggling. We spent more than, I think, 16, 17 hours in that trek. Wow. And I was disappointed. I was really disappointed. We had, of course, some navigation error, and I was the slowest person because I was really scared, you know, like just jumping from one rock to another. And I realized, you know, like this is not what I expected. And I, and from that moment, and the team knew later on. I said, you know, once we hit the, once we hit the TA, I'm out of the race. So we hit the TA, and you know, the good thing, you know, that. I'm from Kuwait, they're from Australia and from different countries. We're never going to meet again, so it's okay for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever they say, you know, but you know, I will not risk my life. That's right. So we hit that TA and we said, no, let's start our, I think, 92-kilometer kayak. Oh. And, you know, the longest I've done is 10 kilometers, maybe seven. And 92-kilometers 90, 90 in the ocean was really long. Mm-hmm. really long and I said you know once we hit the next TA I'm out <laughs> and I kept going till the end <laughs> so it, it was definitely the best uh, I think one of the best experiences I ever had uh, it took me definitely out from my comfort zone and, and I realized you know like this is this is the thing that I want to do for the rest of my life very cool so did so did Trevor like put you together with like really experienced racers? No, no, no. We we were all we were all first timers. Really? Uh, actually, two two um, the experienced one actually who who was supposed to be the team captain. Two weeks before the race, he had um, a, a back problem. He had a desk yeah. in in his back, so he decided. Of course, he cannot. So he pulled out, and actually he came. Uh, during you know the preparation or ever to support us, uh, which is, was great, uh, great for him. So he replaced him with another guy, which was also his first ex- uh, expedition race. Um, one of them they've done, you know, like a 24 hours or 48 hours race, but not not longer than that. Wow, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. So how? I mean, were the? And maybe you don't remember this, but were the rest of the team like? Yeah, we want to quit too. Or being all beginners, did you just keep I, each other going? 
Yeah, actually, you know, I think, you know, we, we had great team dynamic. You know, no one actually was negative about it. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and all that thing, you know, I was it's between me and myself. You know, I didn't say, you know, I want to quit or I want to whatever. But it was just mentally I was struggling with myself, like, you know, uh, because I had expectation and it didn't go through what or exactly what I expected. But then I realized, and actually after the third or fourth day, I was better. Uh, after the, the third day, I guess, yeah. So, and of course, you know, in adventures, you know, everyone will have his ups and downs, which is, uh, you can't be the best all the time or you cannot be the worst all the time. So, but you know, we we had a really great team dynamic um, with the team. And uh, actually one of them, which is uh, Thor, uh, Thor Harrison, he's, he's now, I think he's, not I think, he is one of my best friends since that time. We decided to race every year together, and uh, and uh, since that time we've raced together four times. So every year we we decide to do one race, and and we meet uh, in different parts of the world. Which is this is this is another thing that I like about adventure racing: the pe- the people who's into the sport are really exceptional. Yes, uh, I never met an adventure racer who's like. I didn't like. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so, Honestly speaking, and it was really it's special. Yeah, I mean that's kind of been my joke for a bunch of years. Is I've never, never met a yeah an adventure racer that's a dick. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if it's they, they get weeded out right away or what if it's just the people. But I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Some of my best friends. I mean, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of my best friends are adventure racers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's true. You know, the experience. Of course, you know, uh, you know the, the 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 great thing about adventure. Of course, you know, you struggle. There's pain and everything, but the pain will go within two weeks after the race, and then you know what's really uh, remains is just the great memories and the great experiences, the great places that you've been to, the beautiful sceneries, uh, and Above that, you know, you cannot really imagine one day I can do that uh, in, in a simple world, uh, let's say. So it's really, it's really great. Yeah. So do you? Yeah. So you and Thor race. Do you have like a a team, or do you find other people that want to do specific? Yeah, races? we find. Yeah, every every year we find find different two team members. So in, in we've done after that we've done. Spain, Raid, Galicia, with two different team members, and uh, uh, in Corsica as well, we did different, um, in South Africa as well, uh, and this also the, the Nordic island, uh, the same thing, you know, with the two two new members as well. Yeah. So if you're racing, yeah. if you're racing, you know, one adventure race a year, how do you how do you pick it? Um, um, you know, f- for me, you know, m- most importantly, it, 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 you know, the date is very important for me because our season, you know, on, in our businesses starts from October till March, yeah. which is in this, in this period, definitely I cannot do anything because almost we have an event every weekend. Yeah. So, uh, so I cannot do anything. So I'm dedicated for the business. And uh, so I always choose it, uh, choose the, the 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 event based on the date. This is first, and of course the location. Yeah. We always want to to go to different countries, uh, exotic places, um, nice sceneries, um, 
and and yeah, and of course the second thing is you know to to see you know if if the team you know can 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 make it on that date because everyone has a commitment and this is the challenge in adventure is that mm-hmm. everyone has different commitments, different responsibilities. So get it, getting it together and this is how we choose a race. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. There literally is, you know, you had a choice kind of in this time frame of three or four races with Nordic right. in South Africa and Itera. So was there was there a specific reason for the Nordic Islands? Was it the timing or the spot? Or yeah, what? South. I've done I've done South Africa, okay. so we took it off. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, the Nordic Island, you know, we like the concept of like, you know, starting from one country and, and finishing another country, which yeah. is pretty much cool, you know, so, and uh, I've never been to the Scandinavian, even even my team, so they never, no one been to the Scandinavian, and we've, we've heard and we've saw lots of really nice pictures of the location, so I, we thought like, this is going to be a really cool race, uh, but we didn't thought, but, but we didn't think that it's going to be that tough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you're the only one. <laughs> oh man, you know, no, it, it was extreme. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, well, let's let's get into the race, and of course, I'll start jumping around. But yeah, when, how soon in the race did you, as a team, realize that it's like? Oh man, this is going to be really hard. <clears throat> you know, um, uh, I remember, and I was like just uh, you know chatting with with Douglas. Uh, uh, he's the team captain, and I remember before the race, uh, uh, the last night before the race, and we were laying on the on the on the on the bed, and he said, "Man, we're gonna be." Wow, man! <laughs> he said, "You know, I just, I just believe me, we're gonna be screwed." And I was like, just really laughing. And and from the first from the fir- first day, you know, um, we we started, you know, on top of the mountain, and it was an eight kilometer downhill. Um, was okay, and uh, we started. Um, the mountain bike was fine, and we started our first trek, which was the long trek, and start training. So the first two days was really wet, and during the night was freezing cold, freezing, freezing cold. And I, I cannot, you know, I don't forget because in two days prior to the to the race, you know, before I jumped into the airplane, it was. 49 Celsius in my hometown, and now I think we are in zero, below zero in the mountains, and I was shivering like a, <laughs> like a kid, you know, it was really, really cold, so, and wet for the first two days, you know, we were really walking in marshes and, and, and lakes, and uh, the first two days was really, really tough uh, in terms of uh, uh, the terrain was tough, you know, it's not an even ground, uh, so uh, we were not moving as fast as we expected because of the terrain, and it was really cold and wet. Yeah. So what do you yeah. do specifically when it, when you're cold and miserable for two days? Do you, can you, do you disassociate? Do you, like, you know, concentrate on one foot after the other? How do you, how do you... How do you deal with that? 
you, you know, I think, you know, uh, you know, the, the successful strategy is always, you know, to think of your next, uh, you know, few steps, you know, you cannot think of, you know, the next leg or the, uh, the leg after because it's going to be mentally difficult to think of how you're going to finish that, that particular, uh, you know, race. So uh, for me, you know, I always like think, okay, you know, like, let's let's let me think only to the next t uh, next checkpoint mm-hmm. and then after the checkpoint will be another checkpoint and another checkpoint and another checkpoint so this is how i i you know i balance my myself uh, in terms of you know mental point of view um uh, actually the the first the first couple of days um we were like really pushing hard uh, uh, everything was, I don't, I, I can't say okay, but it was definitely difficult than expected mm-hmm. because of the condition, as I told you, wet, cold. The, the second night was foggy, so we got, we, we had to stop because we cannot see anything. Yeah. was really, you know, the fog was like crazy. We stopped. We couldn't sleep as well because it was cold. Uh, uh, so, but we, we, we waste a lot of time. And uh, we had also a mechanical problem in my bike. I had uh, a defect in my rear derailleur in the second bike leg, the 210 kilometers. So I couldn't shift the gears to the, the to high speed or low speed because you know if, if I shift, you know the chain will fell off. Fell off. Mm. We 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 tried to fix it, but you know we were betting on 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 because all of us were really good on the bike. So. Yeah. We were very slow, um, especially, you know, we had a lot of kilometers on the bike. So this also was one of the issues uh, in the race. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and the mountains, in, when, when we, when we uh, reached Norway, the mountains was really steep. Uh, they're not very high. It's, it's about 2,000 kilometers, but yeah. you know, from from for example, 200 kilo, uh, from 200 to 2,000 is like in like a very short uh, yeah. distance, you know, up. I don't mind going to go up, but the problem was, you know, the downhill because I'm not experienced. You know, I can't train for downhill. You know, in my country, you know, Kuwait is <laughs> is flat. Yeah. Uh, you know, the highest point is I think 28 meters. <laughs> <laughs> I think 28, 30 maximum. Wow. So, so, so technical, you know, technically, you know, I'm not good in technical stuff, you know, when it comes to uh, downhill, um, uh, especially in the track part, you know, because we don't have, we don't have this environment, we don't have this uh, uh, similar to that. Mm-hmm. So, what I used to train, you know, just going up in 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 a, in in a, in a building you know 25 30 meter stories a building and and go down that's that's my training i cannot do anything extra yeah so i was pretty much slow in the downhill because it was really steep and, and scary <laughs> yeah that's a, yeah that's hard to train for i, I hear you there exactly and, and and i don't have also training train training partners you know i i this is i do everything solo uh, yeah. Everything I do solo because no one's still interesting, interested in, in adventure racing yet in in our region. I don't want to say only in Kuwait in our region because I know it will come one day and I'm trying to promote it. But still, as I told you, because finding a team is difficult. Also, you know, to find good navigator or, or someone who's experienced in our region, it's, it's it, I'm sure it's, you cannot find anyone. Huh. So I. Well, 
just to go off on a little bit of a tangent, do you yes. are you always looking locally? I mean, do you you see somebody and you think, oh, maybe that person, you know? Yes, actually, yeah, yeah. I actually, um, uh, I had uh, one guy with me in, in South Africa. Mm-hmm. He's he's actually from the army, um, but he, you know, he he he's actually from the special forces, and he said, you know, this was more difficult than the the the, the <laughs> you know the training he had in the special forces, wow. and he never did it again, and he don't want to do it again. <laughs> It's 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 a it's a mental thing, I guess. You know, it's it's not something that you just want to do it for fun if you're not passionate for it. If you if you, it's it's different. Yeah. You need really people to have the mindset of like, uh, you know, going there and they know that they're gonna suffer for six or seven days and it's gonna be the most difficult seven days a year. You know, yeah. uh, with with just a few hours of sleep. Uh, sleeping time with with severe condition, you know, it's all things together. If you put it for for someone with 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 uh, a clear mind, he would say, you know, this is crazy. Yeah, well, it really is. A, I think he, the word you use is passionate, and I think you have to be passionate about adventure racing to to want to do it at least more than once. And yeah, so finding those people, yeah, it could be really hard. Yeah, yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I'm sure, you know, sooner or later, I know this uh, this sport will will spread among people in, in, in Kuwait. I'm trying to promote it, actually, heavily. People interested, actually, some, some of friends of a friend, they call me to hear the story. They want to know more about it. They're excited about listening to, to the experience. Oh, good. But they, they said, you know, we're not, yeah, we're not ready yet for, for to, to try it. And actually, some of them may ask, you know, do there is something with 24 hours, 48 hours? And I said, yes, yeah, yeah, definitely there is. But um, and I'm sure very soon we will see teams from from this part of the world. Yeah, interesting. Um, all right, stupid question number 75 for me. Uh, <laughs> well, honestly, I don't know. So when um, Eco Challenge comes out on Amazon Prime, can yeah. can you guys watch it in Kuwait? Yes, sure. Okay. Of do, course. Do you think that could help? I think yes, okay. uh, pretty much. You know, I think um, uh, you know this is one of the reasons how I got hooked with adventure racing when I saw the Eco Challenge yeah. back in in the early days. Uh, you know, it's it's a TV show. It's a, it's a drama. It's many things, and people like to see such experiences, you know. Mm-hmm. It's exactly when they did the the documentary for Mount Everest and you saw what happened this year in Mount Everest, you know, they stuck no one there is no sp- there is no place going out <laughs> go to, to the to the top of the mountain. So because they you know, T V um, uh, it's 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 an important important element of you know promoting any anything because yeah. it become it will become entertainment more than only a sport to do, you know, and a challenge people want to try because of the experience or of the experience of others they saw on TV. This is my my personal point of view. Yeah, I'm I would yeah. am curious, and I don't know. Well, I'll never know, but if someday you know, 25, 30 years from now, somebody's doing whatever a podcast is then, and they're like, yeah, we saw we saw Eco Challenge on Prime Video, and and that's how I got in the sport. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Uh, of course, it's not only that, but I'm sure you know it will it will give more exposure because, uh, frankly speaking, you know we, we we were discussing that you know we had only ten teams in Nordic mm-hmm. Nordic Island, and this is pretty pretty sad, you know. Yeah. Such event you should have actually at least thirty teams, but you know the 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 the, the amount of people who are into the sport still is very very niche it's a very niche sport yes so you need to have more database you need to have more exposure to other people because there might be people interested but they don't know or they didn't have the opportunity to look even if you go on YouTube it's very difficult to find materials yeah it's very difficult to find information deep information where they where you can live the experience or whatever but through this kind of commercial uh, I mean broadcast it can get people interested in, in, in some somehow or I think it they they've gotta be able to see it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um all yeah, right. that's true. All right. We're not gonna solve that problem. Although you might be able to because you're a management expert, but uh, so <laughs> but back to the race. Um so you're out there, you're pretty miserable you know, you're having fun, quote unquote. But is there any time when you're out there and all of a sudden you realize, "Wow, I'm I'm really having some fun right now." You know, sun's out or something. Do, do you, is that ever a conscious thought? Um, I, yes. Um, uh, you know, this event, the Nordic Island, was the most difficult thing I ever done. You know, I really really struggled with everything you know I, you know I always you know have good food care of you know and I had lots of blisters chafing you name it sleep deprived everything you know which will which never happened to me in any other races that severe mm-hmm. but you really you know reach a moment where as you said when you when you when you when you reach a place where you're pretty pretty sure that you know few people reach that place and you see something where I'm sure no one seen it uh, uh, unless they are here on foot or on whatever, you know, mm-hmm. with that experience. And you appreciate it so much. And I'm talking about myself, you know, sometimes, you know, we've, you know, I, th- I believe, you know, um, uh, me or you or everybody, we're lucky to be who we are because because we are, I, I think we live a luxury life. We have things that pe- other people they don't have. So sometimes, you know, between yourself, you feel like you know you're. I feel sometimes I'm arrogant, maybe, or I don't know. I, I'm 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 living a different life. But when you are in adventure racing, like you really tell yourself, like you know, you know, it's not as as easy as you expect to get water or to get food or to to sleep. In, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a warm place or you appreciate life in a different way, you know, so you, it always gives you the, the reminder, you know, of who you are and how lucky you are to be in, 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 in that environment, not in, in what you are feeling in adventurism because there's people living such, you know, in such environments where they don't have proper shelter, they don't have proper food, they don't have proper sleeping. This is a fact, huh? Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's good, you know, for once a year to, to, to remind yourself, like, you know, how to appreciate life, how to appreciate all the precious things that you have, such food, such any minor things, because 
you're not uh, you're not obliged to do this basically and you're paying for it actually <laughs> yes <laughs> you know but it, it really you know i see it from that perspective you know because when i come back you know my wife she said you know this is too much this is my father and the same thing but then we will never understand why i'm doing that not just because i want to say oh, i've done that you know, any, anyone else can do it you know yeah. but i want to, to to remind myself of something this is something personal you know i don't say it to people but this is one of the key motivation for me you know to go out out there to see things to appreciate nature to appreciate everything else yeah um do you have somebody at home that when you get back you can talk to and they understand what you've been doing um um um, um i think my wife okay uh, she gets it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because because she, you know she she know like I'm really I'm really loving it. I, of course, you know she's always you know like worried uh, because there's a risk associated with, yeah. with adventures for sure. But she know like you know this is my passion. Uh, this is what what really you know makes me happy as well. So so she really appreciate that and she's supportive in, in, in that respect so she always make for me like a small booklet with pictures and quotes or whatever so he said you know during the race just look at it read it so it gives you motivation and really it does yeah that's very cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah i mean yeah it, yeah it it tends to be i think a lot of people don't have that person you know they they go to work mm. and you know they're like oh you know Say, oh, is that like an obstacle race? <laughs> that thing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think I'm lucky in that. Then you know, yeah. my close, my close friends, um, they, they, they really like. You know, they're happy for me. You know, yeah. like they, they, they like to listen. They like, as I told you, know, like everyone, like you know, invited me after that. You know, just tell us about the experience. They, they are really interested. Of course, not everybody. Because there's, there's lots of people. They said, you know, this is crazy. This is extreme. <laughs> this is. Uh, you know yeah. why you're doing this to yourself, whatever. But you know, I don't, I don't really involve myself with 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 these people. Yeah. They might be right, but I don't like to to have this dialogue with them because they will never understand. And yeah. I, it's not, and I cannot let them, you know, I cannot, uh, <laughs> um, you know, convince them. Anything <laughs> it's, different? It's difficult. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, your your friends, they may not quite understand what you're doing, but they they probably understand um, what it does for you. And that's kind yeah, of the yeah, important yeah, exactly. thing. Yeah. You know, how cool is, you know, to race with, with four people from four different nationality and we really got a great bond and we're now really great friends. And, you know, this is, this is you know, even if you want to pay money for that, you cannot get it. Yeah. <laughs> so so this, is, this is really, for me, you know, like uh, to have friends from really different countries and true friends and had this amazing experience with seven days where... Uh, you know, it's, 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 for me, it's priceless. It is. So, um, yeah. do you, do you race anything else other than your adventure race once a year? Do you get to, do you get to have any other fun? Not really. You know, I used to do yeah. three, four races a year, but now I'm really busy with work. Yeah. And, and, and as I told you, you know, I have a mission in that, uh, uh, in, in that job to, to really to promote sport, to 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 increase the number of participants, to to change the number of you know as I said, to increase the to to, to spread the awareness of sport practice and 
and health awareness. This is our mission now. So I'm really trying to dedicate more time to that, to achieve that uh, objective, which was our our idea in the beginning. Yeah. So uh, of course, you know, with year to year, last year we've done 44 events. Of course, 44 events need lots of time mm-hmm. <laughs> and effort to do that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, like, um, uh, of course, on a personal level, on a personal level, of course, I have less time, but yeah. I'm happy for that. So once a year, I do something I love, and and I'm happy also to be busy with what I'm doing, as I told you, because this is what I I believe, as I told you, if sports really changed my life. I got to know my my wife through sports, uh, uh, my education through sports, my business through sports. Uh, uh, my everything around me is through sport, so I'm 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 big believer that sport can impact my community, our country, and and the regions around us as well. That's that's very cool. Somebody has that that yeah. uh, vision for for it. Um, all right, so we're going to wrap up here fairly quick. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah. I always say that, and then I have eighty five more questions, but. Um, <laughs> So we can have it personal on a personal level. <laughs> yes. Um, so you just you just finished up your race. Are you looking at next year already, or are you just kind of waiting? Or do you have any ideas for next year? For uh, race? Not not really. I know it's very soon, you know. But we, as you know, now we are in the recovery phase. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. This is uh, you know just three four days ago. You know. My 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 fingers are still frozen. You know, at night I wear gloves. Yeah. You know, my you know I wear really gloves. You know, my toes. My it's it's really strange. You know, it's really strange. So I just want to get rid of that phase. Which this is the things I don't like about after finishing the race. The the feeling after the race is always is intense, especially yeah. the first five six days. Uh, but now I'm I'm really recovering. I had. Uh, you know, bike ride uh, yesterday, and uh, and I think I'm gonna do a couple of uh, short runs uh, maybe this weekend. So yeah, I mean, uh, I will start looking at the calendar maybe in a week time. Yeah, see what's coming. <laughs> How long does it yeah. take you to mentally um, switch from adventure racing to the real world when you come home, or do you not I have do. the option of so, waiting? It just you gotta get back to back to it. I, I can't, I, you know, I, you know, I, you know, when I came back, I had two days, uh, you know, off and I went back to work, yeah. but I'm not functioning well, you know, <laughs> I'm in a different world. Yeah. <laughs> so I think two weeks, two weeks minimum, you know, for like a 700 kilometer race, yeah. uh, seven days with, with, we, we, we had less than four hours of sleeping time. So, uh, 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 so yeah, I mean, it, it takes two weeks minimum. You know, this is now after the race. This is the best week I've. And now, just the three days, I felt good. Yeah. But before that, I was like not feeling well. You know, when I'm asleep, I feel like still I'm going down the mountain, and uh, I don't want to have this feeling. And you know, all these things, you know, start. Uh, <laughs> I was feeling, you know, I lost two toenails, which is the first time I I lose in my life a yeah. toenail. We I lost two. So it, it, this race was 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 extreme. Yeah. I think everyone is saying that even. Even uh, Stefan, he said, you know, I think the next edition will be 450, 500 kilometer, which is, uh, which is, I think, is reasonable. You know, it, it has to. T- you need yeah. to enjoy it as well, not just go full, 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 full out uh, with with the big suffer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. When you finish a race, do you need sleep or do you need food? Um, I, I think sleep. Okay. This race was sleep. Yeah, I think this was sleep. Yeah. I just want to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, because this I was sleep deprived. The last day I was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was was too much. Yeah, that seems to be about fifty fifty. Some people just can't eat enough, and some people can't sleep enough. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, because in some in some places, you know, because it was, you know, it was cold, and we were like, you know, we were stiff. So if you stop and you you become cold, it's it's very difficult to get moving again, you know. And we really reached that point where. If you want to move again, it's 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 more difficult. So we'd rather to keep moving yeah. than just have a, a rest for, for example, an hour. For example, you know. Yeah. So we reach that point actually. Yeah, I I understand yeah. that. Um, yeah. Okay, I think I got one more not simple question. Two, yeah. <laughs> two part ahead. question, and and I hate yeah. I hate using the term, but I'm going to use it because it's the easiest way. So your bucket list. So there, so there must be a bucket list race that you would like to do or place. Yeah. But probably more important, is there something, some sort, something that you want, event that you want to put on that, you know, that, that uh, brings all your vision of what you want to do for people? Um, okay, I'll answer the first one, the bucket list. Yep. Okay, I think the bucket list. I want to do the Patagonia race. Okay. Uh, this is. I always wanted to go to that uh, place, and I think it's an awesome. I don't know. It's an awesome uh, location. It's it's a, it's an extreme environment as well. Yep. So just testing, as I said, you know, just testing the desert boy in an extreme <laughs> environment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'll, here, here's the thing I'll tell you. My wife has done it twice, and neither time has been very, you know, a wow. very, very good experience, but she'd go again in a second. So, wow. That really wow. says something, yeah, yeah, I think. I, yeah. Yeah. I think this is a, tr- a truly adventure racing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the second question. Um, you were saying, um, uh, is is there is there some sort of vision you have for for your company, for events, for your country? Is there something you have in mind that you think, man, if I could just get this, you know, it would make a huge difference to people? I, I think you know, there is nothing specific, okay. but I think keeping what we're doing and 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 growing it. In, in the same pace as we're doing now, I think we will reach this objective. Uh, as I told you, you know, like for example, one of the events that we started with 200 participants and this year, uh, we're gonna close off with 10,000. And, um, and I'm talking only in, uh, we started that event in 2004, uh, 14. Wow. So 2014 and, and, and reaching that, um, I think we are we are heading to the right direction, and with the influence that we're doing, we gain the respect of the government and the movement that the government should do. So, and now as a private sector, that we are taking 
like taking over of the responsibility of the government. Mm-hmm. So they started to respect that as well. And we have more influence and power of getting them involved, which is, which is, I really appreciate that from the government point of view. Mm-hmm. Even at, uh, on the, on the, on the corporate level, uh, they really believe in what we're doing. And as I told you, you know, last year we had 44 events and, and, and only six events that we own and the rest is all for corporate uh, events. So yeah. they believe sport is really the tool where to get people engaged. And this is where everyone wants to invest now because they, obviously they see the impact and the benefit in return on the community. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, uh, um, uh, and everything, we, especially last year, everything we do, we do a mini version for kids because, of course, we want to develop that from the kids uh, to, uh, in order to take that further and, and, and give them the opportunity where, while they are young, not like for me, I started when I was like 20, which I, I, was, a bit, I was a bit old compared to people who start from five or six years old. Interesting. So, I mean, I saw you do kids' events, but um, like your normal events, is it younger people? You know, what's the demographic of people that are coming out to, to, to do stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, interestingly, we have uh, the, the percentage of uh, women participation is increasing. Cool. So I think now is uh, 43%. Is women, wow. which is was like very low back in three four years, of mm-hmm. course, and it's it's really growing fast. And the de- demographics, I can say, from eighteen uh, for adults event from eighteen to 40, 40 years old. Mm-hmm. This is the the biggest uh, percentage, and uh, and we do kids event as it as a as a as a side activity in all events we do we do a kids version because we want to motivate the kids to adopt healthy lifestyle and this kind of stuff. Oh. Very cool. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah. I'm done. What haven't we talked about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gladly we fixed the mic uh, thing. And, uh, yeah, really great talking to you, Randy, and thank you for the opportunity. Um, I think I've, I've listened to most of your podcasts. Good. Thanks. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I've I've learned a lot and uh, it's, it's really cool. Well, hopefully I'm we... happy when I receive an email with a, with a new episode. Cool. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll be able to play this one or tell your friends to listen to this one and they might maybe they'll understand what it is you do. But I doubt. Yeah, that. maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We'll we'll promote it as well. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Thanks. I'm glad we got Thank you very much, Andy. I hope I hope we meet uh, somewhere soon. Let me know. And you're invited for the for the 24. Yeah, you're invited for the 24 hours. Okay, I'll. uh, (laughs) You know, you shouldn't do that because I'll keep bothering you about it. (laughs) Uh, Done deal. Done deal. You know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm committed. (laughs) Okay. Well, it fits. It fits my schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I'll send you more details then. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. Thank uh, you very much, Randy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, this car could be systematic. Hydromatic. Ultramatic. Why should be grease lightning? Grease lightning. We'll get some water and litter and some corral wires. Oh, yeah. Talking, talking, talking. Fuel ignition, cut off the cold, blender rods. 
Yeah. 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 Yeah.